Hello, Nez Nation. So good to see you guys. I hope you're doing wonderful. Thank you so much for plugging us into your eardrums for another jam-packed, information-filled, entertaining, fun episode of Nez Nation Live with yours truly, Professor Nez. I can't wait for you guys to hear our guest today. Uh, she is just fabulous. If you are wondering at all, what in the world is social media? What in the world should I be doing as a brand, as a business, as a small business, as a big business? This is somebody you're going to want to pay attention to. You might want to really take out some notes, um, make sure that you pause and write down because Heather Hyman just brings the heat in this one, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. But before we get into the show, I'd like to just give you a little bit more information about what I've been doing. Hopefully you guys saw vlog number three. I've been doing a lot of content creation. As always, Nez Nation Live is brought to you by ProfessorNez.com. If you're interested at all in finding out more about us, what we do, who we are, how we can help you create the perfect message, discover who you are as a business, individual, or brand, and share that with the world, you got to come on over to ProfessorNez.com and make sure you hit us up. Make sure you join that conversation because you know we're bringing a little more humanness to this digitalness. We do private coaching, consulting. We've got ultimate programs. I am super excited to announce that as of this recording, I'm going to be starting all fresh with my Beyond the Box Academy. Holy macadamia nut! Beyond the Box Academy where I bring over 25 years of higher education. I'm an actual professor, y'all, in case you didn't know. My sales, marketing, business operations experience, I'm bringing that to the table. I'm creating an online academy filled with unbelievable video courses, training programs that are going to help you shine, thrive in the 21st century. We're going to be doing courses all related to your personal development, your professional development, your branding, your digital profile, your interviewing tactics, communications. I mean, you name it. I can't even go through all of them. We've already been really organizing a whole cacophony of courses, programs, training regiments, and I just can't wait. And you got to go check out ProfessorNez.com. Everything can be found at ProfessorNez.com. Hopefully, uh, we can work together very, very soon. So um, I'm very excited about that. Heather Hyman. This interview, we did a Facebook Live, as we always do with Nez Nation Live. This is a Facebook Live broadcast. We actually did, I think we did a TriCast on this one, if I, if I remember correctly. And if you want to join the actual broadcast live, I would love to see you there. So you need to come join us. On Facebook, I'm Professor Nez pretty much everywhere, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, Professor Nez, so you can actually join the live chat, and we had just a killer time with Heather Hyman from Sweet Tea Social Media. I can't wait for you to hear this interview. Without further ado, let's get right into it, and as always, I love y'all, Nez Nation, and I'm so excited and happy that you're with us, and please, please, please keep coming back and share this episode we love y'all. Let's cue the music. Please allow me uh, the privilege 
of introducing to you our guest for today. She is a social media consultant, strategist, speaker, and trainer. She is the founder of Sweet Tea Social Media Marketing, Miss Heather Hyman. Heather, how are you today? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. I am so, so honored to have you. I've been paying attention to you for quite some time. Uh, I think what you're doing on Twitter and various social media markets is just awesome. And I can't wait to really dig into it. I know our audience is going to get a lot out of this. Um, Why don't you, if you don't mind, give us a little bit more perhaps elaboration or more in depth about who you are and your background for our Nez Nation audience. Sure. So I have been kind of like exposed to the digital marketing space for over 18 years. Uh, True story, 18 years ago through ICQ. So depending on the age of your listeners, this is like old school, old school chat. I got my first job, um, not my first job, but my first job in the digital marketing space all through a chat messaging conversation. And that's really how I ended up going from special ed teacher to customer service manager that just needed a change of hours. So uh-huh. I took, I took a, a $15,000, $20,000 pay cut so I could work Monday through Friday, eight to five. Oh, wow. And little did I know that more than just the normal hours I was looking for, I was really going to just be exposed to digital marketing. And so I kind of was on this journey of front desk girl to office manager to project manager to graphic design department. Then I became an apprentice in the web design department. And I'm talking corporate clients like Wilson Sports, Subway, um, really doing big websites for big brands. And over the course of time, I always knew I was a connector. Like I feel that God's wired me that way to just draw people out, make the introverted people feel welcome, stir conversations and kind of weaving this all together. We were a military family. We lived all over America, Europe, back. Now I'm in South Carolina in my hometown. But on that journey, I ended up in 2010 going to graduate school, got a master's in management and leadership. And I knew that I wanted, I loved business. And I didn't even know the language then because you'd laugh at this, Nez, but (laughs) in hindsight, what I did was I saw that there was a need. I knew that I was a connector. I built a website. I used social media from ground zero in 2010 to make this robust digital website of everything that's family friendly. My target audience were adults age 20 to 50 who had kids that lived in this 30 mile radius in Kentucky. And I used content marketing. I didn't even know that was like the word, but (laughs) hindsight, I used content marketing to give these people loads of information. I had all the eyeballs that the businesses wanted to attract. And within 60 days of my business being open, it was profitable because I had advertisers paying money because I had the attention on my website and social media that they wanted for their businesses. And it was really just like this light bulb moment. Like that's all I was doing. I wasn't going on this goal to be like this digital nomad to like change people's lives. But I just started that business. And then the Chamber of Commerce had a position and they wanted, I became their relationship manager and I grew their membership by 40%. And then small businesses were like, can you help us? What are you doing? We don't understand social media. Like explain this. And it just evolved into 
people saying, here's my problem. Me saying, this is what I'm finding is working. Test this out, keep doing it, keep practicing and you have to show up. And then it just evolved into, in 2014, we had some circumstances change in our family. It led us back to South Carolina, which was great because that's my hometown, but everything I had created was, was in a 30 mile radius in Kentucky. And I was like, well, this is awkward. I'm excited to go back to where my family lives, but everything I built is in this little town. Mm. So I just prayed about it. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take everything I've been doing, plus all of my background in digital marketing, and I'm going to now create a brand new brand. And I'm going to like from ground zero, launch Sweet Tea Social Marketing and I'm now no longer going to be limited to this 30 mile radius. And I did oh. exactly that. I went out, I networked, I found the right people that I wanted to get on their radar. I went to conferences. I became known by people who otherwise would have had no idea who this girl from South Carolina was. And I showed up and I got clients on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. And I literally did myself exactly what I train my clients to say that social media is a way for you to grow your business, find people who have needs based on what you have to offer and genuinely showing up using, you know, the fancy word might be relationship marketing, but I like to call it just treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. Do all that on social media and amazing things can happen. Oh my goodness. Amen to that. That was beautiful. I love it, Heather. Because you. your 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 energy, your enthusiasm, your realness, your humanness. One of the taglines of this show is trying to bring more humanness to this digitalness. Mm. I came up with that. I feel very clever. <laughs> but but <laughs> but I, I mean this is oh this is beautiful because something I try to advocate not only to my clients, but definitely to my students that you're living in the greatest era of all time. There really is the only thing holding you back is your self-limiting beliefs. Listen to what Heather Hyman is saying, guys. She's saying, I put in the work. She's saying, I adapted when things, oh, this, you know, I wanted to broaden my reach. I, I couldn't just be relegated to that 40 mile radius in Kentucky. She figured it out. She tweaked, she experimented. I'm sure Heather has had some failures, right, Heather? Probably. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. How do you, how do you, how maybe you could share, because I'm trying to inspire the people who are listening and watching. And by the way, guys, thank you so much for joining Philip. Please share this out. Uh, and if you have any questions for our awesome guests, you can already tell she is dynamite. I'm so excited. Um, maybe you could share, because this is something I try to really uh, communicate that, you know what, you're going to face a ton of roadblocks. You're going to face, you just can't avoid that in life. You can't avoid that in any endeavor. What are some of the major um, pitfalls maybe you face when you tried to create this social media infrastructure that maybe our audience could really extrapolate some, some meaning and significance from? Sure. So this is all just random as it pops in my head. So sure. pardon if it feels like I'm like, boo, boo. That's how we but do. That's how Nez Nation does. We love it. <laughs> I kind of call this like, as you were speaking, like, wait, let me think of when I failed and what I learned from it. So tip number one is every time that I've either made a mistake or a new client didn't go as well as I had hoped in that moment, yes, it might be like, oh, that didn't go well. Oh, that 
It's not quite what I was hoping was going to happen, but I got smarter in business with each thing that didn't go well. So I learned from that. So if you learn anything in this podcast or watching this now is I want you guys to hear that as you make mistakes in your business, you need to learn from it, but you need to learn from it. So you shift and you don't do the exact same thing the next time. So a real example, I was so hungry when I first got started because I said, I've done this for myself. I've done this for the Chamber of Commerce. I've worked with dozens of businesses in that particular zip code. So I've got lots of experience with local business. But here I am creating this online business because I, I want to do it. And I want to practice what I preach. And I was so hungry to get new clients to be able to say, I want to add this to my portfolio. I want to add this to my case study that I kind of undervalued what I was bringing to the table. And so I would create like these package offerings and be so excited to like make them like superstars. And then as I dived <laughs> in, I was like, hmm, maybe I should have asked them if they had a website. Oh, maybe I should have noticed that they're, the website that they do have looks like it was made in 1992. <laughs> and it's so terrible and yes. ugly. And, and again, don't get me wrong, guys. I started my Sweet Tea social marketing business in November of 2014. And I did not have a website until March of 2015. So no judgment for you out there. If you're listening and you maybe don't yet have that website, you can use LinkedIn and social media and live videos and you can make money. I've done it oh, and yeah. my clients have done it. But, but what I'm saying is as my goal of helping them trying to get people over to their e-commerce store, I'm sitting here trying to make them look great on social, get click-throughs over to their website. And the truth of the matter is I'm not currently a practicing web designer. Yes, I have a background in it. It helps me, I think, do my job better on how websites and that messaging and all should kind of match. But what happened was they looked awesome on social, but their website was terrible. Right. So they had no email marketing. They were not doing anything to nurture the customers. And so I, as a pleaser, I'm a people pleaser <laughs> process of saying, I'm trying to help you. And I also in good conscience can't just keep taking your money because this looks great on social media, but the conversion that you want, which is all going to happen over here in your website, you you need to update this. This is outdated. It's not good. You need fresh content. And so you just have to say, I am valuable. I bring this skill set to the table. And if you have a model that you are maybe an agency and you do lots of things, that's awesome. But that's not the hat I want to wear. So I know who I am. And I, in kindness and in grace, I have those conversations at the beginning with new clients, even if it means I don't get them or, and I'm very transparent. I say, I do this. I do this well. I think you need this. And yes, I have amazing connections and I know great website people and I know great SEO people and we have great relationships and we all work together, but I don't try to get out of my lane. I try yes. to honor the customers, help them with what their goals are, get them some quick wins and just showing up in my area of expertise, trying to be exactly who I am and not trying to be like, a Christian version of Gary Vaynerchuk. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, <laughs> yes, just, I'm yes. just trying to be me. Right. And I think that's important for all of us out there, especially if you see that you're like as a business or in the marketing space, it's maybe so easy to see like, and I even laugh at myself about to say it, but like all these words of 
hustle and, you know, do this or you need to have this. Well, I am like the most non-hustle. That's not my business mantra at all. I want to work amazingly well. I want to serve lots of people. I want to give amazingly, but I want my family to look back and not say, where was mom? She was gone. She was at a conference. She wasn't present. She acted like she was there, or maybe everyone on Facebook thought she was there, but she really wasn't there. And that's not what I want. I want to pray. I want to work harder. I want to serve my clients amazingly, but I don't want to like hustle at the sacrifice of time with my family. And so I think that's important that you're going to attract what you want. So just genuinely be who you are in your business. Yeah. And that's a great point too, because when you're running your own business, especially if it is related in the digital space, you know, for, I don't know about you, Heather, I'd love your comments on this, especially because I mean, you homeschool as well. My goodness, that must be, that's like triple the the kind of, um, you know, balance that needs to happen because you don't really get that break. Um, one of the things that I'm struggling with, even myself, I have two kids, wife, mortgage, is, you know, when you're running your own, uh, you know, client service or any kind of business, e-commerce, whatever, there really isn't an off switch. There really isn't a punch out, right? Like nine to five, I punch out. I mean, you, when you're doing it for you and when you're, when you're, and boy, those, when you get those first sales, Nez Nation, holy mackerel, it is just the most beautiful feeling ever, right, Heather? When you get those, when you, when you, when you organize those, I mean, something that you created from nothing. I love how you said from zero, you started from zero. And then all of a sudden people are like, yes, I'm willing to give you and transact services for your expertise. I remember it was like, I went outside, I just took a deep breath and just screamed like hallelujah, because it was just beautiful. It was like this, this thing can work and your mind. I talk a lot about mindset on my YouTube channel. Your mind can really fool you into thinking that you're not good enough. You're not worth enough. The whole imposter syndrome and all that. So once you get things really cooking and you're doing it for yourself, you really, I don't know about, I'd love your thoughts on this, Heather. There, you, you want to just work, 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 work. You want to build, 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 build. You want to scale, 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 scale. But at the same time, if you have a family, if you've got people who are dependent upon your attention, that's a really tricky tightrope. I want to talk about that. But before I do, I want to talk about a key word, pun intended, that you said earlier. You talked about content marketing. A lot of my audience, okay, they're not as, how should I say, adept at sort of the traditional kind of email marketing, drip campaign you know, landing page sort of, you know, lead magnet style of growing their business. Something that even myself, I haven't been focusing as much on email marketing. A part of me almost wants to feel that email marketing is just not as powerful as content marketing. Let's say people are like, okay, I know who I am. I've got a website. Um, I've consulted with people to optimize that, you know, for SEO. Um, it's a it's a very established, you know, polished website for what I do, whatever that is, whatever service or business or what have you. Content marketing. What what do you advise clients, especially when you said local? And I'm gonna I have another question about local businesses. I love that. What do you what do you tell people? What do you tell your clients when it comes to content marketing? I know you have a podcast. I know that you're just blowing up on Twitter. Um, you know, Sweet Tea is is just an awesome agency. 
I love live streaming. I love podcasting. I love all these platforms that are just basically free distribution. What are some things for people starting out? What would you tell them? This is how you can build your sort of quote unquote digital profile. That's what I tell my clients. I say, look, they're not looking at your resume anymore. They're Googling you. Do you have a LinkedIn profile? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a Facebook business page? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. What do you tell people when it comes to content marketing? Yeah, great question. Okay, so I'm going to break this down in a way that I think it should feel like anyone could do this. That's my goal is I want you to see this as most of the time I live the idea of saying practice what I preach. What that means is if you want to hire me to help you with LinkedIn, I think you should be able to go to my LinkedIn profile and it look awesome. It look amazing. It looks like I do it and it looks like I practice what I'm trying to tell you to do. So since my job, my career, my business, everything I've created is about social media strategy and doing it well, I have to show up, in my opinion, on the places that I tell my clients to go or at least that I could even physically help them do it. So that said, it's a little different because, again, this is my industry. So I do LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram regularly, really well, and amazingly. And that's four. But I want to make sure everyone right now takes a big sigh of relief and want to tell you my suggestion when I am talking to someone that maybe is like, maybe you're an established business owner, but maybe you're new to social. There's a lot of people yeah. that are out there in that category. Yeah, right. Or if you are maybe brand new in your business and still you're new to social, the number one thing I can tell you is to pick one social platform and go in, give it a your all, go in like gangbusters and to do that one platform really well. Mm. Another way I try to break of it, whatever your time commitment is, if mm. you have one hour a day or if you have two hours a week, I would say pick one platform, whatever it is for you, and spend 80% of all of your time on that social platform. Now, if you want to spend 20% of your time kind of just looking present on some of the other platforms, I think that there is some validity to that. Right. Um, but I think too many people try to go, oh, there's six social platforms or seven or eight. And I'm going to go out there and try to do it all. They spread themselves too thin. They get overwhelmed and they honestly don't look amazing on any of those platforms. Now, back to the content marketing piece, I'm going to break this down really simply too. Whether you have a product or a service-based business or a local business, my suggestion is this, and I got this from Marcus Sheridan. And that concept is they ask questions, you answer. So whoever you are right now, whatever your skill set is, you're like, I'm amazing at this. So what I want you to do is say, what are the 10 questions you get asked over and over and over again? If you sell t-shirts, maybe you get asked, should I pick this type of material or this type of material? Maybe you get asked, is your extra large really an extra large or is your extra large going to fit my eight-year-old son? You know, um, whatever your 10 most pressing questions you get asked over and over, I want you to break those 10 questions into 10 different short pieces of content. And that could be a photo. And then you write the answer. It could be a video or live video. And you literally, in that video, do nothing but address 
that one question and you giving the answer. It could be a blog post. If you do have a podcast, you could turn, break that up and you could, you know, depending the length of your podcast, you could do all of those in one episode or you could break them up into shorter segments. But literally start out when you're like, what do I post? What am I talking about? Where do I show up? Is say, what are they asking? What do I know? And then just break those up into small bite-sized pieces. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And I second that. I second everything that you just said. I think I, you know, I, for one, I want to ask you where you focused primarily. Um, I, for one, you know, I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been on a lot of these platforms for 10 years, but I didn't really take them seriously until maybe when I first went live on Periscope, like late 2015, early 2016, it was really live streaming was like my main form of content. I've always been a writer and a blogger, but like video, video, video to me um, is just so much more powerful. I know that clients of mine and my audience has heard me say this before. I don't have a huge YouTube channel, but it's growing and I love it. But I've had clients say to me, Nez, I saw your video. I mean, I had proposals from all these different uh, career coaches or executive coaches. You're, you, you sold me on your video. You know, your video just totally sold me because it humanized, it personalized, right, Heather? And like, I wanted to ask you, where did you primarily start? Because I, I don't think that you should definitely spread yourself too thin. I agree that you should focus somewhere and having an audience that maybe is complementing to your solutions, right? I love how you said solving problems and ask those questions and create content around that. I love that. That's brilliant. Where did you uh, uh, start and where did you go all in on? Was it Twitter? I actually went all in on Facebook first. Like for nice. my first business back in 2010, it was all about Facebook. Um, then I, I expanded to Facebook and Twitter. And then for that business, I expanded Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. So I was primarily using Facebook and Pinterest because, again, you got to keep in mind, my audience was primarily women. Mm -hmm. and it was like, that's not where I spend a lot of time personally, but I knew our audience did spend a lot of time there. And we right. were getting a lot of website traffic that was all coming from Pinterest links back over to our website. And I kind of personally see Pinterest as being like heavy on the, almost like a visual search engine. And so yeah. we kind of did that because again, we always were feeding Facebook. And when I say feeding Facebook, that means posting content on Facebook that makes Facebook happy, which means keeping people on Facebook and not everything sending them over to a different place. Very important point. Yes. But I did Twitter almost just kind of like, not really, if that makes sense. <laughs> that particular business. You know what? Well, it totally makes sense the way you said that. <laughs> like I did it. But for my business, for Sweet Tea Social, again, I started huge focus on Facebook and LinkedIn. And then oh, yeah. Twitter was kind of like my third. And Twitter is kind of something for me that I pretty much, and this is one of my philosophies for me and all my clients, there's smart automation. And that means using tools and resources that True. you can have great, valuable content that is auto going out on your platforms that you have the time and the bandwidth to schedule ahead of time. And then I engage with people in real time. And then I post some things in real time. 
So that way you're not overwhelmed with this idea of going, oh my goodness, Twitter, like a tweet lasts for 15 minutes. Like why bother? It's a waste of time, right? If you just kind of get overwhelmed with it, but I'm like, oh no, I'm going to sit down and my team and I take 30 to 45 minutes. We schedule out a bunch of stuff ahead of time that's all great interactive questions, all this stuff to get some good energy going. And then real time, I just post maybe three or four things that I'm doing in the week, either business related or not, or I go live on Periscope. Yes, I still go live on Periscope and and just kind of leverage what your gifts are. And again, I know you and I are both big believers that video is awesome and that live video is amazing. But even if it's someone, if it's not their happy place, I would challenge them to say, don't just say discount it because you go, oh, I'm scared of the camera. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I'm just thinking business-wise, strategically-wise, knowing that you can build that like, know, and trust factor so much faster just by watching two minutes of someone on video versus reading a whole blog post. I think it's so valuable. But again, all of these things can be good Mm -hmm. and you have to determine where your audience is spending the most amount of time. And if you're doing your own social, which many people are, I think it's, it's important for you to not hate it. You know, it's like I hated Snapchat and I just, (laughs) I even went somewhere. I did a presentation on Snapchat (laughs) and I'm not going to go into much detail, but I'll just tell you, I just kept getting inappropriate body parts by different men sending me crazy things. And I was like, you know what? That's terrible. I just, this is awful. I don't hear people talking about this. So I literally just like took it off. I don't talk about it. It doesn't exist in my mind. If someone calls me for it, I'm like, let me refer you to some Snapchat people because that's not my happy place. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it's like, pick one thing and do it really really well and if you can align that with a social platform that you genuinely enjoy and with maybe where your skills and your um your own your gifts are that when you can bring those all together it like makes for like a really great marriage in your like marketing strategy absolutely let me ask you really quickly good stuff uh heather thank you how many people are in your uh are you doing this all by like a solopreneur with your business or how many people do you have do you have employees I do not have employees. I have one primary uh, person on my team that's kind of like my marketing assistant, helps me a lot with my podcast, helps me a lot with my graphics. And we're kind of in the process right now where we're bringing on some summer interns and probably in the fall looking to maybe grow our team uh, to maybe one or two more part-time subcontractors. But it's kind of- yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. So, so you've been doing this by yourself for a long time. Yes. And again, that goes back to, I was talking with one of my business coaches like three years ago and it's all this like, what do you want? And I'm like, I, no matter the money, I don't want to be managing 50 and hundred people. Like that's not what I want. What I want is to create a lifestyle that allows for me to work 25 hours a week and be blessed and to be a better person that's able to give and to help others and to be there for my family. Like that's my number one. It has nothing to do with chasing X number of dollars. No, don't get me wrong. I'm really driven and I'm very motivated. Oh yes. I want to, to do the best with my business. But for me, like a perfect dream is having like a max of a team of five people 
maybe one person working full-time hours, but right now it's almost just like a, a vision of like three to five people. And those people are maybe working like 15 to 20 hours a week. But like the agency type work we do is almost more like a boutique agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like we've got some done for you services and then we've got a membership that's going to be launching this summer so I can help more people at a price point that would work with their budget. And then I've got like a group coaching mastermind and then just one off consulting clients in speaking. So it's like, um, you know, you got all the streams of income because I'm all about not putting all your eggs in one basket. But then there comes a point where you're like, I don't want to have 15 different things that like need me Yeah. in the business. Yeah. I, I, I totally echo that. I love it. I, 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 one of the things for me getting out of, you know, education and I'm never really, I mean, you're an educator, you're an awesome communicator. You have exemplary communication skills, which I would argue is probably one of the pillars of your success, if not the pillar of your success or the KPI or what have you. Um, you know, I love teaching. I love teaching my students the bureaucracy, you know, because to me, when you say I don't want to manage all these people, it gets into that bureaucratic sort of, you know, that's why we become entrepreneurs, right? That's why we want to venture out and, and, and create our own path is to avoid. I mean, I get like, you know, I still teach at one of the state universities, Heather, and I get literally 200 useless emails a day that have nothing to do with me like literally have nothing to do with me. I don't even have any power or control or any decision-making uh, stake in the game, no skin in the game. And it's like, this is, this is what I want to say to Nez Nation. Everybody listening and watching right now, listen to what Heather's saying. She has created a, an enterprise for herself. She is just recently thinking about adding more employees. Just like myself, she's been doing this on her own for a very, very long time. And guess what? You can too. You're going to fail. You're going to fall. So what? Get back up. That's the key. And just figure it out. Tweak. Experiment. If it's not live video, maybe it's not live video. If it's not audio, then try something else. If it's not writing is your strength, then try something else. And then when you get to a level where Heather is, maybe you can bring on some people who their specialty is in writing blogs or their specialty is. That's one thing I wanted to ask you, Heather. Do you think that it's important to diversify your content marketing and to diversify what you put out into the world? Or do you think, well, there's, you know, people like Pat Flynn who focus on podcasting, or there's people who, you know, focus on YouTube or people who focus on, especially for like client service agencies and people who want to kind of amplify their growth. Do you think that it's important to specialize in one form of content? Or do you think like you got to You got to, you know, even if it's not your bread and butter, find people who are, you know, adept at that and really try to branch out. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's a great question. And as I think about that, I think that it's important for you and for all of us to say to ourselves, I want to create content, you know, for a particular purpose. And so it's like, I'm very business minded. So it's like, 
no matter whatever I do. And I, I literally sat down last night with a piece of paper and I'm like looking at my streams of income and I'm looking at my goals that I've got that I have coming up. Nice. And it's easy to kind of feel a little overwhelmed, Yeah. especially because you can like it all. Right. And so it's oh, like, yeah, I love I it have- all. I literally Heathery, I love it all, but I can't. And this is, this is, I want to get into the family balance thing too in a minute, but like, I can't, I just can't. I mean, if I had three of myself, I probably couldn't do it all. <laughs> but, but it's like, there comes a point where you have to prioritize. Yes. So you prioritize. And I think I'm a big person regarding the data. We've got to look at the data that says like, where are we getting customers? You know, and th- this doesn't have to be over thought. It could literally be like, Hmm, of the last 15 people I've worked with, how did they find me? Oh, wow. Nine of them all came from LinkedIn. Is that a coincidence? You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the stuff. How are you getting customers? Where do you want to get more customers from? What's your means of getting more people out there to know about what it is you do? Or how are you going to like fill that pipeline? And so, for example, I think it's really about having smarter systems. Mm. For example, I, my biggest weakness, even though Writing a book is probably on the top 10 of my bucket list of what I want to do over the next year. But sitting down to write falls number 577 of a list of things that I have to do because I love like talking. I love video. I love creating graphics. I love doing strategy. Like, oh, I love, love, love. Well, I've had the jobs in the past where you don't like what you do. And that can be like a kind of a miserable existence. Yeah. But I've kind of taken a shift where I love so much what I do. And I do, I admit, like I, I, um, I struggle a little bit with some workaholic type tendencies, which is a real <laughs> struggle when you say, I want to work 25 hours a week. Yes. So my <laughs> husband came to me like three weeks ago and he goes, I don't know what planet you're on. <laughs> He's like, but you keep saying you work 25 hours a week. And he's like, you probably might work 50. And so I literally had to have like a reality check and say, you know, I think he's right. (laughs) I I literally had to get a piece of paper and it's like, okay, this is the, this is when we homeschool. This is when I have client work And, and all of it. Right. I don't mean 25 hours a week. I mean, business development, client work, speaking 25 hours a week. And so I had to put the kind of the, I'm going to practice what I preached and say, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. This is what this looks like in our family dynamic. These are my two long days. And these other three days are shorter days. And it's, it's becoming so much more doable. But for example, when I launched my podcast this past June, I, we got into a groove. It was kind of heavy and it was intense and getting anything launched or started takes a little time and effort and more than normal. But now we're in a system and I create the actual interview with my podcast. And then I just do a couple quick little intro things and I put it in a folder and my assistant does everything. Nice. And she gets it all done. But I found, for example, blogging was like the biggest weakness for myself of taking the time to stop write something about social media. Cause I was so like all up in social. And so what I've done is I'll sometimes take a podcast and I'll get that transcribed or we take our podcast and we have show notes and then I'll go in and, you know, add a little bit to the show notes, but each one of our podcast episodes becomes a blog pat blog post on our yeah, website. That's great. And then that becomes 10 tweetable graphics that are all from the guest or something that was profound from that. So it's like, take a big thing, like the blog post or the podcast, and then say, I'm now going to take that and make 
50 graphics out of it for social. And and you kind of just have to streamline and work smarter with what you're doing rather than thinking of it as all separate and not somehow that it could mutually benefit the other. And then everything, yeah, everything we just said could also go into your email marketing. Right, right. Do you do a lot of email marketing, by the way, uh, Heather? I'm sure you do, right? By email marketing, for me, email marketing done well is I'm emailing my list once a week. Interesting. I sometimes fail and it's three times a month, but my goal is to always do one time a week. I have to like, uh, that's one area where that's probably my biggest gap or biggest void because I mean, a part of me is just feeling and it probably, you know, uh, wrongly that, you know, even when I get emails from huge, you know, quote unquote influencers, I don't read them. I just delete them. I don't even pay attention to them. I don't, I get enough emails. I get enough spam. I get enough just with my own business and with my own kind of, you know, life that, that I just, I I would much rather, that's why I kind of for this show and I love your energy focusing on content marketing. I, I pay attention to people's videos. I pay attention to people's content. To pay, the reason I paid attention to you that you got on my radar, Heather, was not only that you're associated with some people that I really admire and respect, but also I was like, oh, I want to check out some of her content. I checked out some of your episodes at your podcast. I'm like, wow, she is just on fire. I got to ask her, and I'm so grateful that you you said yes to be on our show. That's one area I think that's my biggest void, and I probably need to need to maybe relook at that or or, or work on that. And um, but I mean, I'm so happy with with content marketing. And just to kind of piggyback on what you said, Heather. Something that I do, and, and, and this is kind of cool, like I have a, a live digital guru right here with me who can comment on this. Let me know what you think of this, Heather. So when I go live, right, which I go live a lot, whether it's just me solo or having an awesome guest like you, and Nez Nation, please learn from this. Please heed this. What I'll do is because your Facebook live streams, they pretty much die, okay, after they're done. Um, it's just a fact. As of this recording, you know, in April 2018, they pretty much die. They don't get a lot of reach after a day or two. It's pretty much over. What I do is I'll take that video, I'll chop it up, okay, on an editing software, like 5, 10, 15 minute, maybe two or three minute, post it on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, have a little bit of copy, giving it context to draw traffic and to create this sort of presence that, hey, okay, this show's kind of interesting. I want to see the full interview, okay? And then you can also do this for email as well, right? You can email little snippets. Then I take the audio out and I don't just throw it onto a podcast. I definitely think that you need to be mindful of the platforms. You need to be mindful of the nuances and the dynamics of the platforms. So I always do an intro, which by the way, Nez Nation takes work. (laughs) It takes work. You got to work. And I'll have an intro. I'll have an outro. I'll put music. Same thing with my YouTube channel. So one piece of content, Heather, I'd love your thoughts on this. Tell me too. say, Nez, that's stupid. Don't do that. One piece of content will get like endless, almost infinite value and reach through breaking that up into ad infinitum pieces of content. What do you think of that, Heather? Is that like, hey, Nez, chill out? Or oh, hey, my goodness. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And I think my answer is going to totally surprise you, which, what's make, what's, which is what makes me even more excited to answer this. So, guys, listen. If what he just said sounded complicated and like something you don't want to do, 
you're not alone. So listen, this is true. I do Facebook lives all the time. My biggest weakness or just something I don't want to do is editing. I don't do video editing. I don't do audio right. editing. I think it's it's linked to some trauma I had from ninth grade in <laughs> Cavalier Journal in high school when we were editing and mixing these videotapes. And I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> but if you've got that skill set, then you should grab onto that because everything you just said is brilliant and super smart. Now, here's a different strategy that I do and use to get a massive value out of my Facebook lives. Two tips, three tips. If you know that you're going to go live, (laughs) let your people know that you're going to go live. If you know you're going to go live literally like consistently or an hour before, I have found that even emailing your list, letting them know you're going to go live, that can be a big thing. But if even if you, if it's more of like, oh, I think I'm going to go live in 15 minutes and talk about this, like post quickly on multiple social platforms that you're going to be going live and where you're going to be going live, it will increase the number of people that A, show up live and that come and get that and click over and come see the replay. The second tip I have is that on every single Facebook live broadcast I do, I keep them, for me, I keep them typically fairly short, five or 10 minutes. That's just kind of like what I've always just done. But at the end, I try to have like an evergreen type of promotional offer that constantly is getting people to comment. And so I'll say something like, hey, guys. If you would like to have access to my free training on how to save time using social media, just comment below with the word yellow and someone on my team is going to come and drop in and we'll give you that link. Now, I know that I could just put that link in the top, but what it does is psychologically, it trains your audience to when they're engaging with you to physically like do something and take some action. Plus, it keeps the comments growing on my post, which then when we come and respond, it doubles the engagement on the post. And that helps it get more traction. And then the third tip is if you have a budget for any type of Facebook advertising, I will go in and create some custom audiences and have those custom audiences set up to a couple different things like my target audience to a very warm audience of people that have watched other videos. And then I will target that to even people who don't like my page at all, almost like trying to reach a cold audience. And I will go in and just boost it for, let's say, a dollar for if it's really like I'm like, oh, this got lots of free, like within 72 hours, lots of traction. I will come back and I'll boost it and just do a dollar, a dollar a day strategy and just boost it for a dollar. And then constantly, not only does that live, like (laughs) I have lives from January that are just constantly showing up. More people are just always commenting because I didn't say this training is happening on April the 15th. It doesn't even sound time sensitive. So even though someone might be watching that video now, the link is the same. I created it once. It's there. They're going to sign up for my email list and they're going to get access to that free training instantly. And it's just almost like a, a funnel, so to say, that's yeah. easy. That's, that's low stress. It's like brand. It's personal branding. It's like brand awareness. I love it because you can't just, right? You can't just, and by the way, by the way, and I know Heather will back this up, Nez Nation. If all this stuff sounds weird, strange, complicated, and techy, and even just to kind of compliment and and be congruent with what Heather said earlier, like 
even the the idea of editing and all that like i'm not a tech dude guys <laughs> i'm not a tech dude i'm not even close to a tech dude let me tell you something do not listen to the guy inside your head saying there's no way you can do that please heed this i know heather will back me up on this i have gone into facebook ads manager all these terms i used to hear these on podcasts years ago lookalike audience custom audience what's your ad set what's your budget and think to myself this is completely out of my wheelhouse. I put in the work. I know Heather is, is not adverse to hard work. You can tell just by listening to her. She is a very hard worker. You will win with hard work. Forget hustle. Forget hustle. Forget the romanticism behind this idea of working till your eyeballs turn red. Just work hard and focus on that thing that you want to do that think that that makes you, you know, want to just it makes your heart just want to beat faster. What makes your heart want to beat faster? And I'm telling you right now, I've gone into the Facebook ads manager. I've tweaked the editing software. I just played around and played around. Of course, there's tutorials. Of course, there's online classes. Of course, there's YouTube, the university of YouTube, I call it. And you will learn this stuff. I've become so adept at Facebook ads. And Heather, I never thought in a million years I would ever get good at it. Now I'm doing Google AdWords. I'm understanding analytics. Trust me, guys, this stuff sounds really weird and almost alien. You just tweak it. You get in there, play with it. Stop, stop limiting yourself. And if I can do it, I know this sounds bumper stickery, but I'm, I put my everything on this. If I can do it, trust me, guys, trust me. You can too. Heather, before we get out of here, and I wanted to talk a little bit about family life balance, but you kind of have been mentioning a lot about how you did that. I want us to leave with something really just powerful and tangible. You've been awesome, by the way. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. you. Have been, I mean, like red hot awesome. Like you have just really been giving very tangible, concrete examples and advice. And I think this is one of those episodes, Nez Nation, you're going to have to listen to more than once. You're going to have to rewind this play it again because I know I am because she has just been giving us unbelievable value. Let's leave with one thing. And then I want, I want you to tell people where to find you. Okay. What should people do? What should, where should they start? Where should they go? What should they even be thinking about this whole social media game? What should we do Heather? So that's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Heather, and we don't I, mess around. Hey, Heather, we don't mess around on Nez Nation. <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is, look, I'll tell you, I've got clients that are spending zero money on marketing. They're spending zero money on advertising. They have a website that is about to be updated, right? But it's in the process. So it still is the website that looks like it's from like 2003. And They want to talk to me for 20 minutes on the phone and be able to like get off and like magically like know exactly what they can do in 20 minutes. And sometimes that feels a little overwhelming for me. And I'm not saying like I know everything because I don't, but that's almost like sitting down wanting to have like a 20 minute, like, you know, basketball session with Michael Jordan. And then at the end of it, like you want to play basketball like Michael Jordan. (laughs) Exactly. And so I would say to everyone is, and I get it, like 
I'm not trying to talk marketing language at all. Let's just break this down. You want to make money. (laughs) Or if you have a nonprofit, you want more people to know about your nonprofit. And what you want to do is think of social media as a way for you to build stronger connections with people that already like you, know you, may even call themselves a raving fan. And then you also want to expand and get new people to come to like you, to kind of start warming up to you and to like you. And so I want everyone listening to know that I think social media is a long-term play. It's not an overnight instant thing. If you just want to look at it of, I want to hire someone, I have no social presence, I'm doing nothing. And I just want to come in and like pay someone to get me some traction on some Facebook ads. I'm not saying that you can't have success with that, but I want you to know from a marketing perspective, I need you guys as leaders and as owners and as people out there wanting to get results to realize that social is a good change, I think, in marketing, and it's a two-way street. And if you want people to show up on your page, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, you have to take the lead because you're the business and you need to show up. You have to give value. You can't just constantly be telling people you have a 35% off promo code and you're (laughs) sitting there just waiting, like with your hands tied back and you're just like, "Um, nothing's happening. Like we said Mother's Day is in six weeks, but like we still have it. Like why do they, why should they buy from you? Educate your audience, educate consumers. And it's like, I'm just, I'm kind of tired of the lazy business owners that don't want to put in the work. And the truth is it's going to cost you time and money. You can either learn to do it yourself and do it well, or you can hire someone to help you so you can learn it, or you can hire someone else to do it for you. But in the, the, the day, social media quote is free for you to get the Instagram account or free to get the Twitter account, but it's marketing it's marketing. And so invest in yourself. Don't think of it as just a, I want to pay this and I want a hundred percent ROI. Like it, you've got to nurture it. You've got to cultivate it. You've got to show up. And then I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. If you want this result, which is, I'm going to just give you a couple of results. You might want more leads, more phone calls, more people buying your stuff, more people going to your website, more people signing up for your opt-in then you need to, on social, actually diversify how you use social. Don't just literally make every single post a video or don't make every single post a link over to your website because Facebook hates that. You want to show up and in diverse ways on whatever platform, give your audience what they need and then sprinkle in their opportunities for people to buy from you. And you know, don't complain that no one's signing up from your opt-in and you've not posted in the last three months what that link is or how they can do it or how they could join your Facebook group. Like some people like do all or nothing and they're either all out there spamming people, driving people crazy, or they're just a hundred percent out there giving value. And they never even tell people how they can like actually inquire about learning to work with you. And so keep the balance, keep the balance, but make sure that you're showing up and that you're actually giving a people and ask yourself what's in it for them. Because mm. no one out there is saying, I cannot wait to follow the next restaurant that opens up because I am just dying to see those like restaurant photos in my newsfeed. <laughs> How, however, <laughs> however, if you have a strategy of like, hey, we've got a birthday program. And if it's your birthday, like you get a free milkshake 
or, hey, we're going to have a name of the day. And if we say your name, you come in and get this. Well, if someone's on a budget and they like the idea of getting a free burger, they may just be coming in and following and checking to see if there is their name of the day. So always say, what am I doing that lets our customers know that they, they, they're looking to be incentivized? And what are you doing as a business to translate that message on social? Oh, my goodness. Bravo. Bravo, Heather. And you know what? It really alludes to what you said earlier in the podcast when you said, treat people the way you want to be treated, right? It's like the golden rule. The golden rule is still the golden rule. It's a beautiful. How would you put yourself in the consumer's shoes? How would, what, what, what type of posts, what type of content, what type of ads get your juices cooking, get you excited, right? Like, how would you want a brand? I always liked how DJ Khaled did it, you know, and, and I, I know he's big on Snapchat and you're not a big Snapchat fan. And I trust me, a lot of people aren't, especially lately. But Khaled, DJ Khaled, he doesn't, he's a brand, but he doesn't act like a brand. He's a business. I mean, he's a, a corporate entity, but he doesn't act like a corporate entity. Mm-hmm. He acts like a human being and he shares his life in interesting, diverse ways. Listen to what Heather's saying, guys. Diverse, interesting ways. Don't always do one thing. Don't be a one-trick pony. Mix it up a little bit. Disruption, disruption, pattern disruption. Don't always, you know, have the same A squared equals B squared equals C squared. Mix it up a little bit. People love that. Keep it interesting. That's what keeps people coming back. You know what I just thought about too, Heather, and this is interesting. And then, and then I want you to tell everybody where to find you. I think it would be really, don't you think this would be a cool podcast if spouses of online business owners, (laughs) spouses of online business owners, because everything you said about your husband, like my wife, oh my God, oh my God, OMG. Like, like, like that would be so cool. Spouses of online business owners, you could just gripe. The stories they could tell. Oh my gosh. It was like, talk about fly in the wall, right? Like the story, like, oh yeah, you know, Nez, Nez thinks he only works, you know, 18 hours a day, but he really literally works until he passes out (laughs) or Heather thinks she only works 25 hours. I don't think so. Right. I think that would be a great podcast. We should probably, we should probably do something like that and create. That's funny. (laughs) So, um, on behalf of Nez Nation Live, uh, Heather, I just, again, I want to give a huge capital thank you to you. You have just provided so many goodies that I think the audience is, I mean, billions of takeaways. Thank you so much. Before we get out of here, I want to give you the opportunity. I'm going to leave all your links in the show notes on the podcast, the YouTube channel. I would implore you, Heather, maybe go back to the live stream when you have time, of course. Yes. And yes. you have you have total carte blanche to leave as many links as you want okay. on the Facebook Live. But before we do that, before we get out of here, tell our Nez Nation audience how they can get a hold of you, where they can go to reach you if they're interested. Yeah. So the best thing to do is to go to my website, which is sweetteasocialmarketing.com. And there's lots of great information, lots of free stuff, links to the podcast. Um, everything is there. And then just to let all of your listeners know, I do have a free training. It's called How to Save Time on Social Media for Your Business. And this is all lowercase, but it's bit.ly forward slash save your time now. 
And if you go there, you can get access to that training right away and consume about an hour's worth of free training that I think will let you know that social media does not have to take over your life and it can help you. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, again, on behalf of everybody here at Nez Nation, uh, Heather, we we thank you. We salute you. Keep up all the great work. Um, keep doing what you're doing. We need more people like you who are real, down to earth, working their butts off and just really providing awesome stuff for people to learn and take away from. Thank you again. Uh, everybody listening, thank you so much. Everybody who watched on the live stream, replay viewers, thank you so, so, so much. This is Nez Nation Live, y'all. This is your one-stop shop. We're bringing humanness to this digitalness. We're bringing the best and the latest and greatest in digital media, communications, and business in the 21st century. You don't need to go anywhere else. Thank you so, so much. We'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys.